Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Erica shares, if you don't mind me saying, that Tom calls her. Well, I do mind you saying that because I feel like you're betraying my friendship right now. But please, have your moment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, babe. No, I don't want to do it with like that. So let me tell the story. Tom calls me all the time. I won't take his call. And you got it out of me once, and now you want to do it again. That's not my intention. I don't... Don't f***ing sugarcoat it. back to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry we had to talk about what the hell happened on Beverly Hills last night so join with me is you know my personal legal counsel although I should probably not say that because I'm not paying you um but also dear friend Maya hello <laughs> hello hello <laughs> disclaimer so nothing I nothing I provide will be legal advice to anybody yeah. but it is hard <laughs> to view this without that lens of my brain yes allegedly allegedly just you know just two women gabbing it's a real meeting of the minds okay um wow okay let's talk about this episode are you enjoying the season overall i am and you know i want to i want to be like I don't want to fall for the ruse. I want to be better than that. I want to say like, no, Beverly Hills has been bad and remains bad. But I mean, it is, it is compelling television. I will say though, I was just thinking this morning, I I feel like it's only compelling because of all the external factors that they couldn't avoid. Like, I think if this season had been up to the cast, 
we would still be talking about the coat. I mean, we still kind of are talking about the coat because of them, because they don't want to face all of the external stuff, but they just can't ignore <clears throat> the stuff that is making it a compelling season. Yes. I feel like you're absolutely right. Without this, you I can't imagine how many like poor audio sound people's ears have been blown out by Lisa Rinna's constant screeching and oh my god like just there's so much yelling I can see that she's trying to do something but fortunately Erica is like center stage and sometimes Sutton and occasionally Crystal so it's like kind of tamping what I think Erica's or Lisa's trying to do which is weird stuff um I think she's like really gone into like full clown mode and I feel like nobody's really talking about that I agree with you you know yeah well I, it's funny you know I know like intellectually that Lisa always screams like I know this yeah. um but during last night's episode I happened to like wander away for some moment and was just listening to the tv and like I, I don't remember exactly when it was but she full-on just like screeched and I was like how do people who are with her at the moments that how did how are they not like Lisa how like my ears like the <laughs> volume and pitch of the noise just doesn't make any sense for human human interaction it truly does not I don't get it but I mean thank god and the feds for giving us this gift of a season um I also feel like Kyle's trying to produce a lot like she's really mm -hmm. like me and Dorit we have to get into it and always bringing up the Crystal and Sutton stuff uh, and again like thank god that like Erica has decided to incriminate herself this season um <laughs> So let's get into it. We're in La Quinta. We're at Kyle's home. And it's the morning. Everything in the kitchen's still a mess from the night before. Wow. They're all coming down in their pajamas. And honestly, like, this is a moment that I related to Lisa the most, where she's just like, you know what? I'm just trying to see beyond the mess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Perhaps it's because, like, I, I mean, look, I'm not, like a neat freak but like could I go to sleep with like melty brie and salami out on a table no, no. I just no. like I I pre I understand actually like seeing beyond the mess I feel like I live a lot of my life that way but like something about the level of grossness was I'm glad that they like decided to like zoom in on a lot of it I you didn't watch mm -hmm. Dallas this year did you no so they like the Dallas ladies went on a trip towards like, I don't know, the middle end of the season and they like um, left all of the food out in a similar way. And they like did something similar the morning afterwards where they like zoomed in on how disgusting like a full on like pig roast was like left out all night. And, oh, yeah. you know, I feel like the audience was a lot like, oh, the Dallas ladies are disgusting. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I actually really appreciate that they gave Beverly Hills the same treatment to just show that like the rich and privileged are disgusting no matter where you are. Kyle, you know, Kyle had like an existential crisis about that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was also her funny when they were like, no, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I no, I'm like fully the person who is like my friends have had to tell me, Kara, it's a party and this is not your house. Like you don't have to clean. We don't have to yeah. be loading the dishwasher right now. Like that is me. Yep. Yep. But then you also get to a point where you're just like, you know what? It's above me now. I, and I just can't do it. 
And also I didn't create all of this. And also it's yes. not my home. So, you know. Also, it, what it made me think of though was like how desperate the summer house people were for somebody to just like come and clean their home. And here, yeah. you know, <laughs> they just couldn't get anyone. And here it was like, we need to have somebody come. And Kyle was like, yeah, somebody's coming. Um, <laughs> I love so, that they whispered that to her. Like, could you imagine whispering that to your friend? Like, you need to hire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to be in that tax bracket. <clears throat> I, I know. Can't. That's what I was just thinking. Like, I wish <laughs> somebody would like feel they could say that to me. Right. Like I just had such fuck you money that they could just be like, please hire, hire somebody out. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. it may be COVID. It may be spiking <clears throat> in California, but you know, let's get somebody in to clean up like our, you know, martini sure. glasses with olives still in them. <laughs> Truly. Um, so, okay. So Kyle says that last night after Erica left, obviously the girls like had a download of what the fuck happened, but I don't know if we're not seeing the whole thing or they're just really being very calculated in what they say. Seems like Dorit is really doing a very fine balancing act, <laughs> which I think is very smart of her. Like, I don't think that's shady. Thanks. I had the exact same. Yeah. I had the exact same <laughs> feeling and read about Dorit. It's interesting because I feel like she might be the closest to hitting the right tone about how to handle it. And certainly better yeah. than Kyle and Lisa Mm -hmm. Um, it seems you know she's clearly read the coverage both in the flashback from the night before and then in the stuff that comes out in the next morning that they're talking about like she's clearly read the stuff and she has opinions Mm. um but she's mostly being quiet around Erica in like a way of I guess being supportive but then she'll say things you know like that are pretty frank also Yeah. Um, I think she's very smart and I really, really like her. And I'm just saying that. I'm saying that. Um, Sutton did bring up, you know, she invoked the name of Bernie Madoff. So that was really nice. the <laughs> and our, our hardest line in terms of what is going to happen with Sutton. And I'm here for it. I am. Well, so the here. other interesting thing to me about that scene, like in the morning where they're talking about, or I guess that was in the flashback, but um, I mean, the only other thing that had happened at night was, like, the really embarrassing dancing. Um, oh, my God. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, like, Kyle's, like, like quote-unquote sexy dancing just only becomes more embarrassing with time. Truly. Like, I, I found myself missing, you know, Camille's Club MTV routine moves. Like, yeah, that's a sad, that's sad, that's a sad thing to say. And I like how Kyle thinks she's so fun. I know. She really thinks she's tragic. (laughs) But you know, you know who would agree? I'm sure that Bershawn would agree. These are not, these are not grandmas, my friend. They would get on like a house on fire. Kyle, oh, please. That like brings chills up my spine just thinking about that. Um, So... Kyle's like, you know, every day it feels like a new thing, but Dorita's like, no, it's over for Tom. Like, yes. for sure. Yes. Love. Um, Crystal well, walked in. About, um, when they were talking about how he was being, how he had been hospitalized at some point, like, it seemed like what they were hinting at, and I really wish that they would have just, like, said it. And this, I think, goes to what we were just saying about, like, how Dorit is better at, like, presenting this in front of the camera, but Kyle and Rinna are 
I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're kind of trying to bring it out and present it, but they're also, like, you know, clearly trying to be very calculated in the way that they, um, you know, kind of respond to it out of respect for Erica or whatever it might be. But, you know, it seems like what they were trying to say without saying it is, so he was hospitalized recently and she just never told us about any of that? Like, when did the hospitalization happen? Was it, like, while they were still together? Was it after they left? Why hasn't she brought it up? Yeah. Yeah, it was all very vague. I I like that they figured out it was, he wasn't in the hospital at the time that the news dropped, but it was, like, a few months prior. Um, And I, I did, again, like, when Dorit was like, you know, I know that Erica likes to hold things back a little bit, but... I'm a little bit curious as to why she doesn't trust me or why she doesn't feel comfortable opening up about her struggles. And again, that's like a read between the lines situation. I, yeah. I see what she's trying to say here, but she's not, she's being very smart. Yeah. Um, so then the ladies go for this bike ride and Sutton, when Sutton says that she doesn't do heights, ma'am, you're going to be about 13 inches <laughs> off the ground. What is going to happen to you? I can't, I I cannot say it like I am not an athletic I'm not an outdoorsy person but I'm also not like that kind of person who's like has all these quirks like Kim Zolciak can't do an elevator so she has to walk up to like 15 flights to her hotel room and that's like her thing and I I just these like made up quirks of rich women I just like find a personality please I, yeah. I don't have to through your fear I don't like it yeah I mean like I will say that it was kind of nice um, to not have, like, I I would have, I was happier to see Sutton say ridiculously, like, oh, my God, I'm scared of heights. I can't get on a bike um, and stay at home uh, rather than having her come along and have to deal with, like, the hijinks of her trying to ride the bike and freaking out. Completely. The screaming, the fake. Yeah falling off the bike yeah i couldn't i can't um so they all go on a bike ride except for kathy who is busy she's trying to find some chia seeds trying to find some straws kyle can you get me a straw i love her and i know i know it's bad she is my problematic fave much like you know like an azealia banks i i just like (laughs) no she's just like well the i am shocked to find that Kathy Hilton is often the one who is most relatable in yeah. this show. It's crazy. But like when she first comes downstairs and is saying like, oh my God, I couldn't sleep because I was boiling. Kyle has a thermostat at 76 degrees. First of all, like, I, I don't know, like this spoke to my soul in a way because I just spent a few weeks with my parents as Karen knows. <laughs> Um, and my parents also set the thermostat really high and it's like a silent, not so silent all the time war between us. We're all just like Mm -hmm. pass by and put it down. But like the thermostat 76 would totally happen in my parents' house and I can't sleep. And it was just like, Kathy, you understand me. Someone else gets this. My mom is like, Kyle. Oh yeah. Anyway. No. Yeah. It's like that at my mom's house. Like we had a whole family meal the other day because I was in town and it was like, it's just suffering because I was cooking. I was cooking. I I get this. I feel this. I get it. (laughs) And I'm hot. 
and she's just having a good old time feeling whatever because she's not in front of a stove and an oven and it's like a good 78 degrees on top of that so I was in hell and yes I completely I relate to Kathy all the time give me a fan if a fan is available I will take it thank you I need a straw I I too put chia seeds in morning smoothies yeah and like if you're out I should ask it you know (laughs) you only get the things that you ask for that's true (laughs) and Kathy has an entire lifetime of Kyle just doing whatever she asks her so this shouldn't actually be that crazy why stop now why stop now um sorry you guys it my my air conditioning was on and I apologize but it's off now speaking of all this heat um (laughs) So, uh, what happens after that? Okay, so the girls go and play, like, a very stupid game of croquet, which is, like you said, this is what we would be getting, if not for Erica. And, you know, nobody knows how to play. So why did you make this whole thing of of playing croquet when only Sutton knows how to play? Of course Sutton knows how to play croquet, like, for real, (laughs) by the way. Like, of course she does. Yeah, because she's 85 years old. Like... <laughs> she's an old woman she's an old woman the fact that kyle thinks that like people who play croquet is some sort of like status symbol like ma'am it is not 1983 i know i was gonna say like we, we've seen heathers that's about like i'm actually disappointed there wasn't a heathers reference just because for me that's like the a croquet mainstay either that or like alice in wonderland i mean you would think that all these hollywood women would know how to reference and yet here we are. I know. <laughs> shame. Shame on all of them. Um, so then the ladies are talking about how, like, Kathy seems to run her life as though she lives, like, still lives in the Waldorf Astoria like she did in 1985. And Chris was like, aren't we all just a little bit jealous of Kathy's life? And Kyle's like, well, I like to be very self-sufficient. And it's like, well, let's see the evidence of that. But... Um, then she what happens after that i i'm so lost my notes (laughs) it's 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 totally i mean it's beverly hills right it's just like rich women hanging out and talking to each other um the the main thing i think that happened after their outing and i think it was actually before their croquet but either way was when they go back to the house briefly in between the bike rides and their croquet. And um, they have this whole conversation about like Erica's house that she, that she doesn't know about really. And a house that made me crazy. (laughs) The way that she, that has been owned within some portion of the 22 years of her marriage with Tom that she has never been to doesn't know the address, didn't really remember until she got there. I mean, I guess it's possible, but what? (laughs) The thing that gets me is that they even show the flashback, like, of when she was talking about this, like, several seasons ago. And she's Mm -hmm. using it as a flex, as like, oh my god, I have so many houses, and I haven't even been to all of them, I don't even know about all of them. And now suddenly it's something that, like, she's crying about. Even when Sutton asks her about it, like, oh, you have a house around here, right? Her voice changes. And she's like, yes, I do. But, I mean, I don't know the address. It's just, like, it, it, it I mean, this, this is going to go on for the whole rest of the episode. It just makes me crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, it just feels like a complete setup to bring up the discussion of how Tom left her out of things and how she was just the wife of this multimillionaire who, like, didn't know anything. And I just don't know. I don't even know where this house is. And I guess it's somewhere. But, like, you know, he just, like, left me out. And I I just, like, I can't. Like, which... She's playing all sides. She's got her hands in every single pot. And I just need her to pick one. Too many cooks in this kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I I will say, like, I mean, I I don't even know if it's worth talking about Erica as she used to be before. But, like, I have never liked her. I have not liked her since her first season. And so, for me, this just feels like the culmination on, like, however many seasons that she's been on of inauthentic inauthenticity um Mm -hmm. like absolute humorlessness she's just I have I can't stand watching her and knowing that there's sort of these real life implications behind it makes it even worse (laughs) I didn't think that was possible like the most extreme most tragic situations of like (laughs) widows and orphans like oh I mean, it's just awful. It's just awful what she's trying to do. And it's, I've been trying to, and I shouldn't, I'm not trying to separate it, but just within the show, I'm just trying to talk about what she's giving, but it is absolutely maniacal that she has not mentioned that she is really not a victim of Tom. There are a lot of other people who are victims of Tom in like way more substantial ways. And it's truly crazy making. I I totally agree with you. I, you know, have been trying to sort of pull myself away from the fact that I have not enjoyed her. And for, you know, she's, she and Lacey Renner are probably my two least favorite housewives, period, ever. <laughs> um, I can't think of others, at least right now, off the top of my head, that I've, like, disliked more on an ongoing basis. But I, you know, reserve the right to amend that. Um as any good lawyer should um but like I've been trying to look at this with a little bit more like nuance trying to be a little bit more charitable because like like people are complex right like divorce is really messy divorce is really like you know complicated I'm sure you know we'll talk about this more as we get more into the like Garcelle and Erica interactions but like the things that are like there's a few things that are like just standing out as the absolute hardest to deal with with Erica, which is I think why a lot of viewers are not are not getting her or not feeling her this season. Like the first thing is really that like everything that she's now telling us is totally at odds with what she told us before about herself and her marriage. And so it brings up this idea of like, okay, well, you're either lying now because you told us something different before or you were lying about things before and a why is no one calling you out on that and b why should we believe you now like yeah you know who then, no go this? Ahead. megan <laughs> <laughs> well yes definitely megan but also camille because she mm. called out that stuff with Taylor and was like, you are saying one thing to us and then you're saying another and we need to tell the truth. Like, let's lay it all out on the table because I'm sick of this. Right. Well, and that's like, because that's the second thing that I was thinking about is like the ping ponging stories. Like now, like not just yeah. at odds with what was before, but now she's even saying things like, okay, he wasn't cheating. But then it's like, oh no, he might have been with another woman. And she even brings up the, you know, idea that he might have had another family 
I mean, she says it in passing and not seriously, but girl, what? And then it's like, he was always an asshole. And then it's like, no, that was just about three years ago after he had the car accident and a brain injury. Like, that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. Let's, I mean, she's flailing. She's absolutely flailing because this is like a total personality shift of whatever persona she thinks that she's uh, giving off to people, but it doesn't, I don't think it's working. (laughs) Totally. Also, this like, yeah, it's just very, mm, it's compelling. It's very compelling, but it's also absolutely maddening. Given the well, whole it's totally, it's sickening because like the most important thing is exactly what you just said, which is that there's absolutely no sympathy for any of the real victims, and she's doing this big old woe is me thing about losing all these material goods. By the yeah. way, when she lives in someone's like literal, even my like literal dream home in Hancock Park, like let's, right. I, I, that's crazy. But like, of course, her lawyers would have told her that she can't say certain things, right? Like that she can't express, like mm-hmm. you know, she has to be careful about what she says. I know that they, you know, will have advised her not to try to like not to say anything that makes it sound like she's taking any responsibility or culpability for what happened to them. But like, yeah. listen, I don't do this type of law, but I do <laughs> do types of law that are adjacent to the kind of stuff that is affecting Erica right now. And I can tell you that like you could a, a good lawyer could help her write out a statement about something that she could say, like, yeah. you know, these are shocking allegations. I feel terrible yeah. for, you know, the pain and suffering caused by many parties or sorry the pain and suffering felt by many parties I don't know I just did that off the top of my head but yeah. like it is something and I don't know why she couldn't say something like that like it, it's it, crazy it, it doesn't make any sense and yeah I mean like uh, like you said like I just can't imagine a lawyer not even discussing that or, or just saying like don't say anything like you have to say something <laughs> You have to well, say right. That. I mean, even if her lawyer is saying, like, okay, you can't say anything, like, then she, I'm sure, has, like, other people on her team, like, a publicist or, or what manager, whatever she still has, and I know she still has somebody, like, there is no way that she has let go of all the people in that regard. I'm pretty sure she's still represented by an agency. Um, there's got to be someone who's saying, like, okay, but, you know, saying nothing is not actually working. Like, we have to do something with her public Uh image. And you work with the lawyer to do that. Yeah, you would think that there would be some sort of, like, yes, we know that you're going to be on TV. So, like, yeah, here's here's the deal. Let's come up with something. Um, So, then the ladies... And, by the way, if if that is too complicated for her to, like, for her to navigate, if she can't find a way where she can walk that line, then she shouldn't have filmed the season. She just should have stopped. A thousand percent. One yeah. thousand percent. Um, have a like a dramatic moment where you say, you know, I thought that I was going into this season or whatever <laughs> one way and now it's just gotten to be too much. And I, you know, I don't know. There, there could have been something. I don't know. You're totally right. She could have even said, like, I really want to be open and honest. That's what I signed up to do on the show. But I can't do it the way that I want to. And so, you know. I'm not going to be able to film the rest of the season. I mean, the rub there is, you know, this is her employment. And so she couldn't, you know, she wanted to get paid. And so she's 
you know, I, I do accept that in some ways she's in a no-win situation, but I, I mean, the behavior that she's demonstrating on these episodes is still not the way to navigate that, to navigate that, especially the way she treats Garcelle in this episode. Yeah, it just keeps getting worse. And I love that they didn't give us any indication that this thing with Garcelle was going to be happening. Not that I remember. <laughs> no, I agree I, with you. I don't think it either. Um, Kathy very brilliantly suggests that Erica try to just call the directory or the home, whatever the neighborhood, the head of the neighborhood is and try and figure out what the address is. And, you know, Erica was honest and was like, I don't think I could do that, but I know that Kathy could like Kathy could get that done in five minutes. She's like, she was smart enough to know that she couldn't play smart and dumb like Kathy can. Yeah. I love that. Um, so then they bring up the secret hospitalization article that came out earlier that day. And Lisa says that she thinks that like the lawyers are probably going to try to make this be an excuse for why Tom couldn't pay his clients. And Erica says she doesn't know anything about it. Whatever. Um, what happens after that? Okay. So <laughs> Garcelle. Oh my God, Garcelle. There was some discussion about like Garcelle and, and whether or not Lisa Garcelle follows Lisa anymore. And Lisa really tried to act like, Oh, I don't know. If she follows like, I don't check that. And then Kyle's like, well, I check it. She doesn't follow me or Lisa. And I'm very upset about it. Well, and Lisa's voice. I mean, Lisa says it in this like tight voice where like it just, I mean, she cares a lot. Lisa is a lot. She knows. Lisa knows. Yeah. Yeah. She, she knows. knows. And she's trying to make it sound like it's mutual, by the way. She's trying to make it sound like, oh, this is the way, like, we decided to leave it or whatever she says. But, like, this is... <laughs> um, Lisa's in the shit here. <laughs> it's just, you know. Exactly. Um, she, she's, she's wild, dude. Um, I get so, why people like her. She's just not my personal cup of tea. You know, there are times where she really gets it. And I'm here for it then. And she drives the storyline and she'll like be a little Dennis the Menace. And I can appreciate her, but like, I don't really, I don't need Lisa to be nice, but I also don't want her to be too mean. She's got to find yeah. a happy medium for me to really enjoy her. You're right. I, I actually, I fully agree with that. <clears throat> um, so let's see what happens after that. So Garcelle comes and she's, screaming where are the covid bitches and she's wearing a full-on hazmat suit with the the mask and a, a shield and she's got some sort of like blue light infrared whatever the fuck that was <laughs> love that um she goes right back to the hotel and finally we get to the meat of the issue so crystal's like girl let me tell you what happened the night before let me tell you all the shit that erica said she tells her about the cheating and garcelle's like fully gagged about the whole situation <laughs> and in a confessional garcelle's like i'm confused because like i've been saying this whole time erica's been telling a very different story about the cheating when she spoke to garcelle about it the first time she said she didn't know anything about it didn't know if he cheated said in a confessional if he is good for him and now it's like he's got all these like all these bitches he's got all these hoes in different area codes it's all of a sudden so what's what's going on here 
Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I like it. She's like, I just wish Erica would have been more forthcoming about stuff. And I agree. Yes, I completely agree. And actually, this makes me, like, I forgot that I also, <laughs> thinking about, like, Lisa and Garcelle. And this actually, like, ties into what you were just saying about Garcelle, too. Because Garcelle is, like, so straightforward and so direct. And so, like, when I remember when Garcelle came in in her COVID suit, like, Lisa in her confessional was like, oh, like, this is the Garcelle that I know or that I love or whatever it is. And she's, like, trying to make it sound like Garcelle, you know, was somehow different for some period. And now this is the way that she actually is. And all of this is just, like, Lisa deflecting, right, for the fact that Garcelle actually, like, called her out. And the crux of Garcelle's criticism is that Lisa had been inauthentic with Denise. Right. Um, And Lisa's trying to peg Garcelle as someone, you know, who's, like, judgmental and ultimately, like, inauthentic. I think she and Dorit also said something almost, like, exactly along those lines in some Mm -hmm. interview after Mm -hmm. the season. But, like, (laughs) the reason that, like, people are really loving Garcelle, I think many certainly I and you do like because she seems so authentic and like direct and straightforward on in her on-camera appearances like I'm sure that there's a chance that she's different when the cameras are off but like I'm sure all of them are and like yeah she just reads as so much more straight up when she's actually talking to us especially when she's like breaking down the bullshit like this with Erica completely this is like a she's a very necessary cog in the wheel. I like because nobody else is going to be asking these questions, and then we're all going to sit here talking to ourselves about like what the hell's going on, and nobody's like getting to the real truth of it. So thank God right. for Garza. Yep. Thank God. Yep. <sighs> so all and she's also I, like Garcelle is going to give Sutton the guts to to be able to do that too. I don't think Sutton would be able to do it without Garcelle there to to kind of like say it first or back her up or whatever else. Oh, no. She would have felt like a house of cards. Yeah. Immediately. Still probably Uh, Oh, totally. (laughs) And and I'm I'm waiting for it. (laughs) So the girls decide to all meet up at Erica's hotel room. Somebody calls it a casita. Of course, we have to make the joke about Gina. Do we? We don't. Um, Garcelle looks at Erica. And she's like, Erica, girl. (laughs) And I really felt that. Like, a girl is a universal uh, word, I think. (laughs) It means so many things. And in that moment, Garcelle was being like, what the hell happened? You know, what is going on? Um, Crystal mixed drinks for everybody. They all sit down. And Erica reveals that she has a friend who's there staying with her to watch the dog or whatever. Yeah, Um, a friend. Somebody who is staying with her in this suite. Like, she still has help. Like, say what you will about all the other ladies, but none of them seem like they brought anybody with them. And, like, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was, yeah. The, you know, I used to have two housekeepers. And it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great, great. Um, we don't need this, like, poverty porn. It's it's so wild. So, yeah. you know, the whole, like, I don't have the help anymore shtick begins. And then she reveals that she... Well, again, a woman who was on her own as a single mother until the age of 28 oh revealed God. that 
only in March did she go to the bank for the first time. She didn't oh. know how to deposit money. She didn't have a debit card. Like, she's fucking Queen Elizabeth, who, like, has to be unbanked. Okay. Okay. Um, the girls are shocked. And Garcelle's like, we need to take care of ourselves. And she's like, you know, I just... Whatever. Kathy says, you know, well, I don't, I don't go to the bank. Uh, girls. And, um, you know, they're talking about the night before and Kyle and Kathy have this banter about like Kathy was offering to help cook the lasagna, but she didn't end up doing it. And Kathy's like, well, I swept Kyle. She's like, no, you swept with a grill brush and you got all the glass particles and the herbs that I broke into that glass brush. Can't use it again. Do you even know what a broom is? And she's like, I do, darling. I I ride one. Thank you. And I get, she's just bad. I like, I love her. I love her. I know. I really do too. (laughs) Um, So then Kyle tells Erica that she was able to find the address of this home in La Quinta, but it looks like it sold in 2018. And Erica's looking very confused and was like, how could he have sold that place without my knowledge? And Sutton you know, queen of divorce, <laughs> queen of the high powered, high um, uh, net worth divorce is like, girl, you need to get a forensics team. They will go and they will find all the offshore accounts, all the banks, all the cash hidden somewhere. They will find it. You are responsible for it because that's community property and you should have known about that. Um, wow. Well, the reason she- she, you know, Erica is caught in a in a a bind here. I personally think, from my mm-hmm. personal non legal opinion, um, because like, and even when Sutton's saying all that, Erica's sort of like, yeah, 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 and like kind of brushing it off. She's not really mm-hmm. digging into it. She's not not really like, you know asking kind of what you would expect or even contributing basically being like oh girl yes I'm already doing this because I think that she's walking this line of like okay well if she's entitled to half of it then she's probably also liable for half of it right like I mean and it's not that's not that that I that is not I'm already like oh my god backtrack 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 it's not that simple but it is you know that is kind of the heart of a lot of the lawsuits that are going on right like I mean you know whether Tom gave her money, whether even if he didn't, if it is, you know, money that was from the victims, whether they should be able to collect from her, like, that's at a heart of a lot of these legal issues. So I don't even think that she wants to really like come out as saying like, yeah, I should be getting half. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that would be very smart of her not to do. Yeah. Um, so then the girls play some stupid game where they have to describe themselves in one word. And I didn't really care until it got to Crystal and she was like, couldn't think of a word. And Kyle's like, well, what would Confucius say? And everybody was like, uh, Uh. (laughs) what? (laughs) So it is revealed that Crystal is a direct descendant of Confucius. Okay, <laughs> so um, I still uh, think Kyle probably shouldn't have said that. To be honest, yeah, yeah I I still would have kept that in the vault if it were me. Yeah. But at least there's a little bit of context to the situation. Um, 
And they so laughed it off. I like the way they laughed it off. Like I laughed the way I like the way they were like, oh what? Because I'm Asian. <laughs> I'm glad I feel I'm glad that they like said that too. Uh, yeah, I, I am too. She's she's funny. I like Crystal. I don't care what anybody says. I like I, her. you know I love Crystal. My I, our, I have blown up Kara's phone <laughs> with how much I love Crystal. Um yeah. She, she is I'm, I'm glad we're past the, the coat stuff. I agree. She is proving that she, you know, maybe doesn't have the best, best taste in pants because she walked in with those like space leggings or star leggings. But listen, we can't all be perfect. Okay. She's yeah, got it all. I, I didn't hate the leather pants. I, I, I the leather pants. I would never wear them because I'm like two feet tall, but like, you know, <laughs> she's very like, she's got long legs. Like they look different on her. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. The leggings, though, were, were tough. They were giving LuLaRoe for me. But, you know, we can move on. I can move on from that. Um, Crystal gives us more about her family, which is that she, her family is like the first of Confucius's descendants that moved out of the location that he originated from. And, and she's part of like the longest family tree in history. It's 76 generations that I guess they can trust, trace back. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just like getting, like, a different... I, I Between that and also, like, hearing just even a tiny bit of a taste more about, like, Garcelle's family background. Like, I just yeah. love getting, like, a little... You know, much of the family history that we've gotten on the show has been, like, literally the Richards family. Um, mm-hmm. And it's nice to, like, learn more and branch out a bit and, you know, particularly with immigrant stories, I have a very soft spot for kind of hearing, um, hearing those stories. Completely. A thousand percent. Um, Erica reveals that she would describe herself as tough, not in a physically intimidating way, but more mentally. And Garcelle tries to have like a connection where, with Erica, where she says that she sees a lot of herself a lot of similarities within them in the sense that there's a very hard shell on the outside, but there's a very fragile person on the inside. And she says, you know, Erica, you have to fight your way up, but I'm not worried about you. And in a confessional, Kyle says that Erica has this tough girl persona, but will she come out on top? I don't know. I don't know. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's only annoying because, like, Kyle is giving these, like, shady confessionals. 
I don't even know if yeah. she means for them to be shady, but like, even if she doesn't, <laughs> right. So, but it's like, can't you bring some of that same energy in the scenes? Oh, right. You're Kyle Richards. Of course you can't. Yeah. I think she's thinks that she's keeping it a lot cuter than she is. Yeah. I agree with you. Because she's telling on herself, and you know I love that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is also true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then some of the girls go shopping. Crystal, Erica, and Garcelle go for a hike. Uh, scene number two that is just, you know, and here we go. What makes a great scene, Garcelle, it appears, according to this episode. Um, like you said, she talks more about her background, how she's the youngest of seven children. She tries to remember all her siblings' names. <laughs> she get, did a strong four, struggled on the fifth one, didn't do the sixth one, I I, I noted. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Um, but, yeah, she seems like a really cool chick. Um you know, we'll just talk about this quick shopping scene because there really was nothing there except for Sutton was dressed like some sort of like um, Angelina meets who was that chick from Angeline, the chick from L.A. who's like walking, who drives around in that pink Corvette. You know what I mean? That old lady, Angeline. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angeline meets the Joker. Like, what was that furry vest that Sutton was wearing with the hot pink and the bright yellow question mark at the bottom or on the back. And that was wild. Kathy was dressed like a tourist. Like, but you know what? I was just going to say, like, how dare Kyle? Because Kathy is correct. Totally normal outfit for a random day of shopping. And totally. also totally something my mom would wear. <laughs> like, <laughs> down to the weird color combo. <laughs> Yeah, the the statement necklaces with the windbreaker were a real choice. But she was right. Like, I'm just on this trip with a bunch of girls. Who am I trying to impress here? I have Rick Hilton at home. Hello? Right. Kathy I'll Hilton, by the way, <laughs> like, single-handedly taking down the, like, Beverly Hills glam industrial complex with that one line. Like, who are we yeah. trying to impress? Thank you. Denise could not do it, unfortunately. <laughs> they roasted her to hell for her old navy t-shirts and what have you but mm -hmm. finally somebody who we who the other women will respect are, is saying the truth like why are we doing all of this you yes, guys I, I really appreciated it honestly because i and i kind of wonder if next season we'll see others like kind of showing up like kind of dressed down um but who knows we'll see i hope so i really do um, Nikki Hilton calls. Didn't you think it was funny that the Chiron for her is that they described her as Kyle's niece and not Kathy's sister? Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, let's talk about ranking here, okay? Because yeah. Kathy's in here and she's already outranked her sister. Um, also, we knew who the fuck Nikki Hilton. I mean, come on. Um, so they. Kyle tries to roast her sister and was like, look at what your mom's wearing. And Nikki's horrified and says, mom, your outfit looks awful. Goodbye. <laughs> Kathy's just walking around that store doing some sort of like vaudeville, mime, <laughs> pop locking situation. I don't know what was happening, but I, I was living for it. Um, back to the hike. Garcelle says she wants to check in on Erica. She's like, where are you at? Do you just wake up in the morning and say, like, what am I facing today? And Garcelle is also trying to figure out the financial situation. And is like, okay, what's the deal? You didn't have a debit card. Did you get an allowance? And Erica says no. And then in a confessional, Erica says, look, I know I'm not supposed to ask people about their money. But the fact 
she said that she had no debit card or allowance. Like, I'm killing, I'm, she's killing well, she me. She brought it up, right? Like, Erica herself brought those details up. Yeah. She's the yeah. one who said, like, I had to learn how to go to, to a bank in March. Like, you know, you could have just, like, not said anything about the money. And then I actually don't think Garcelle would have asked. Completely. Completely. And also, lest we not forget, let the record, oh, I just thought about, let the record reflect, excuse me, let court, <laughs> let's get the stenographer on here, that she said, <laughs> that she said earlier in the season, like, oh, you know, because the producer asked her, like, don't you worry about the money in terms of, like, moving into this new house? And she's like, oh, you know, I've got all these deals. I got my makeup deal with Too Faced. I did mm-hmm. Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm fine. Okay, mm-hmm. so did you not have a debit card for your own shit? Like, what do you mean? You you just said that you were financially comfortable on your own. So how is it? I don't get it. Um, the other thing is, like, Erica could have just said, instead of, like, giving Garcelle whatever look she was giving her behind her sunglasses, she could have okay. just, she, I feel like it would be unsatisfying, but she would get way more respect if she just said, I don't feel comfortable talking about that because of the way the lawsuits are unfolding right now. Yeah. She could just say that. And Garcelle would be like, oh, yeah, got it. Yeah, completely, completely. So then Erica gives Garcelle another opening and Garcelle's like, okay, were you a partner in these finances? Did you have your name on anything? And Erica says that she was kept very separated from his stuff. She lived her life on credit cards. And if she needed cash, she would just ask daddy, okay? And then Garcelle asks, did you have a heads up about all the shit that was going to come down the pike? And is that why you filed for divorce? And so Erica says no. But she's like, you know, again, she starts with this mental decline with Tom that things have been rough for the past three years and it's been a long battle with somebody whose personality changed three years ago. And then she continues to say, that he had this terrible, terrible head injury and his personality continued to shift. His decision-making was shifting. There was severe decline. And she says, you know, it comes down to simple things like we weren't able to have a conversation anymore. He would repeat the same story 10 times in a day. And if Erica even hinted to knowing something that he had already said, that he would fly into this blind rage because he was just so insecure about losing his grip, I guess. I wish that I, I actually wish that I had gone back and like mapped out exactly how her story has changed through the different episodes. Mm-hmm. Because like, what, like, as she was saying all of this, what I just was thinking about was how in that first episode, when she's talking about the divorce, the story that she's giving is he was always controlling and she was always just a trophy wife. And he made that like gross comment about, you know, to some other guy about, oh, you know, you couldn't afford her. And now yeah. it's that, oh, he was deteriorating. There was a brain injury and she had to get out. Like, look, like I was saying before, I know that like people are complex. Divorce is weird. And honestly, like editing could come into play in terms of just like, showing the order in which she's like said things right like I'm that Mm -hmm. is the fairest that I can be to her but like it is really like this is so at odds with other words that have come out of her own mouth yes 
like it's not even just like stuff that we're reading on the internet it's stuff that she's actually said like mere weeks ago to these very same people it is so hard to believe her and take her seriously it's really really hard and I'm ready for like the end of season because I know that there's somebody on YouTube or TikTok who's got the like chronological episode three says this episode eight she says this and it's going to be in just like a beautiful 20 minute video of all these inconsistencies and I I'm ready for it I can't wait yeah I'm I'm totally with you like it's just um that's just what makes it hard to take right like this is not the first divorce that we've seen happen on the show and Mm -hmm. you know I mean yes it is like clearly the messiest and clearly it is the kind of maybe the the highest stakes one in terms of like the level of ruin that they're both facing but like I mean there were better ways for her to do this and she for whatever reason be it like pride or just an inability to navigate the complexities she just can't do it yeah I mean I think all of this like buttoned up pinned up walls up Erica is really like coming back to bite her because now it's like she doesn't know how to play the game at all like she doesn't know what she's doing <laughs> she is well and herself. it just it makes me wonder what kind of like conversations or like agreements they were all having with each other like off camera in terms of like what they were going to talk about what they were being open to and like you know what the like the like what do they call themselves the fox force five um, what what they kind of agreed to do on camera versus like what Garcelle was kind of clued into, like how much of this is like being driven by producers. Cause I can totally see like producers telling Garcelle, like, yeah, when you get up there, like ask her about this stuff. <clears throat> like, totally. you know, that doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility to me. And frankly, Erica should have expected that that would happen. She really should have. And I don't you think anything should... Garcelle asked was out of line. No. I mean, I think, like, if you're going to give bits of information that have, like, huge holes in them, you can't be surprised when people have questions. You know? I I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. I I don't know. Um, Erica then tries to talk about how her grandma had Alzheimer's, and she was starting to see similar things with Tom. And then Garcelle asks Erica if she thinks that this bad stuff is happening as a direct result of Tom's declining mental health. And Erica says, yes. And that part of true brain trauma is that you're not making the decisions that you used to make. Duh. And also that she says she tried, but you know, he was resisting everything. She tells on herself, she's like, he's resisting every, he's been resisting everything even to this day or well, so I've been told like, right. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> also, I mean, that's like factually incorrect because we know that a lot of this like stuff was going on. I mean, may- maybe she didn't know. See, look at me trying to be fair. But like, <laughs> certainly, I mean, the allegations about his um, improper actions with client funds um, are from more than just three years ago. Yeah. And also, how was he able to cheat on all of these women (laughs) like all of them were just like yeah like yes daddy to this like man who was in a severe mental decline like how was that possible right 
I don't know. Um, so Erica then says that she would get calls from Tom's, like the lawyers at Tom's firms, and that one time one of them called it crying because they were just so like, what are we going to do about Tom? What can we do, Erica? And then Erica says that it's a bizarre ending to a career, which is true. <laughs> if you watch yeah. The Housewife on the Houseler, that'll tell you that's absolutely true. Oh, and God, yeah. um, the ladies start walking back. And clearly, like, the cameras were not close to them. They were filming from far away. Like, the girls are walking back to the car. It seems like the camera guy is kind of at the base of whatever hill they climbed on to have this conversation. And clearly, to me, Erica thought that they weren't recording her. Right? Like, it's interesting that you... I didn't even notice it. Like, I watched this episode twice, and... I didn't notice it the first time because I wasn't thinking about it, right? I was just like, oh, there's, like, a camera filming them walk down the thing. But, like, the second time I watched it and was kind of looking for it, I think that's plausible. But she knew she was mic'd up. Right. And how many times have we seen the shows where, like, even if you can't see the person, like, clearly, you, like, get the, you know little subtitle of what they said. And here they didn't even need a subtitle because she said it so clearly on her mic. So this, I mean, this was Erica's jinx moment, you know? I know. That's <laughs> what I was thinking of at the end when she's in the bathroom. I was like, ooh, Robert Durst girl. <laughs> the Robert Durst jumped out. So she tells Garcelle and Crystal that uh, let me look at exactly what she says. That um Tom is still calling her. And he's been calling her every single day, but she can't speak to him. And that she even went so far as to tell her lawyer to tell Tom's lawyer to have Tom stop communicating with her because she needs to be able to say that the last time she spoke to him was the day that she left the house. And she needs that to be the truth. Um, And she said, then she says, he'll say things like, I love you and I miss you. And are you sure? And she has to tell him to stop. So are you telling him to stop or are you going through your lawyers? Because you just said that what's happening. When was the last time you talked to him, Erica? Yeah, I actually do believe that she hasn't answered these calls. But um, or, you know, I think that there's a fair reading of what she said in that, like, you know, the no, babe, you got to stop, you know, you're not well, blah, blah, blah. That could just be like what she tells herself when she listens to like voicemails or something. I could, I could Mm -hmm. see that, but like, you know, I guess this comes into play a little bit later, but like what I don't get is like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, like the fact of how upset she gets about it later, um, might also indicate that perhaps she has actually spoken with him and doesn't want this whole thing to be probed too much because somebody could then figure out that she has talked to him. Right. Which would be, by the way, pretty easy to tell from, like, phone records. I don't know that they would need to get into that, but, I mean, obviously you'd be able to tell if she answered the call. Yeah, unless Mikey bought her a burner phone. (laughs) That's true. Tiago? Did you did we train Sandra <laughs> to go into a Dwayne Reed and get a burner phone? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just exploring all the possibilities. I, I don't know. Um, so everybody comes back to the house to kick it. 
some of the ladies are like, you know, whatever. Everybody's doing everything. There's a bunch of people on the couch. And Garcelle says to Erica, like, damn, what you said about him calling you is like, it's like a lot. And she's like, do you ever feel like you just want to be like, I want to get off the train. Like, let's stop. And then Kathy <laughs> shows up with a bunch of tacos from Del Taco, <laughs> which was iconic. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so then the ladies are talking about their Christmas plans. Erica, you know, was like, well, somebody, uh, like, she's fucking tiny uh, Tim or whoever. Like, I know. Like I said, with her, like, dream home in Hancock Park. And she's like, oh, just by myself in Hancock Park. Like, it makes <laughs> like, me so like, angry. Like, Toys of Todd, Toys for Todd's got her and donated her a pink Christmas tree. Like, girl, calm down. Like, again. Girl, don't you have a son? Spend Christmas with him. <laughs> Spend Christmas with him. Um, it is wild. You're absolutely right. Like, uh, please, I, I hope that somebody comes and brings by soup for Meals on Wheels for me to my $10,000 a month mansion. Y'all, if you guys don't know, Hancock Park is one of the most beautiful neighborhoods in LA. The Absolutely. are stunning. They and are really like, hard to get because people tend yeah. not to move out of the neighborhood from what I understand. I like yeah. Mindy Kaling bought a house there and I read a whole thing about it in Architectural Digest and like stunning homes stunning homes they're like the beverly hills like when you think of like just the beautiful old hollywood homes that is hancock park gorgeous properties like i'm like people die to live in this neighborhood but okay okay poor you poor you um when Erica talks about the Christmas tree. Lisa starts clapping like it's a toddler. Like, oh, good for you, Erica. Christmas tree. <laughs> okay. Um, um, and by the way, again, another good reminder that this is what the season would be if Garcelle and eventually Sutton were not jumping in and being like, oh, let's probe this a little more. Exactly. <laughs> um, Erica starts talking about how she might have to leave early because... There was a hearing in Chicago. She doesn't know what's going on. She's waiting on the transcript. She has a feeling it might go one way, but she's not sure. So she's like, this is really the only point where she says, I've, she's had to keep, she's had to be very tight-lipped about the lawsuits. And even though it doesn't uh, satisfy people's curiosity, it's in her best interest. This is really like the most direct thing she said in mm -hmm. my memory. I um, agree. So then, at this point, some other people are sitting down, and Garcelle says, Erica, if you don't mind me saying, we shared earlier, or you shared earlier, that Tom calls you. And the ladies all look around like, uh. <laughs> and that's right. very interesting. Well, that's, I, I wish that I had kind of, like I said, like gone back and mapped this out, which is, I think, again, like my lawyer's brain, like wanting to put together the evidence and piece together the story based on what we have so far. But like, I'm pretty sure she said to them fairly recently that she hasn't heard from Tom since she left. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that I think, in fact, like, I don't want to, you know, fabricate anything or misremember, but I, I feel like somebody even asked her like has he called you have you heard from him 
like yeah. as a direct question. And I'm pretty sure she said, no, not since I left. And I kind of yeah. wish they had shown that, but perhaps it would have been too on the nose um, of like maybe. juxtaposing her lies. Yeah, maybe. And like, this is what I've been saying about, and I talked texted you and I've been saying it on the podcast of this like rollout of information is that, she could have just said this before. Like you said, when somebody asked her, and I think maybe it was Sutton or Kyle, asked her, have you spoken to him? And she was like, no. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. It wouldn't have been that out of the realm of possibility that he, I mean, if you come back home and find that your partner moved out, it's completely reasonable to assume that they would probably contact you in some way and be like, yes. what the fuck's going on? You know? So yes. it's been that weird has she just said then, hey, yeah, he's been calling me, but I don't want to talk to him for legal reasons. That's right. not that weird. Nope, I, I completely, I, completely agree. Um, so anyway, so turns out Erica did mind that Garcelle said that. <laughs> and uh, she minded a lot. And she's like, well, I do mind you saying that because I feel like you're betraying my friendship, but please have your moment go ahead <laughs> that was i mean so ugly i just like i mean it's not surprising because we've seen erica do this kind of shit before but mm -hmm. like i mean just like in what world was garcelle trying to have a quote-unquote moment right like <sighs> this is what erica does by the way she asserts dominance over people who she perceives as like you know softer or weaker than she is right like you know mm -hmm. eileen dorit teddy yep. and yep. now garcelle who by the way is not weaker than erica but she's just softer and like nicer she's just nicer yeah. than her yeah she really thought that she was going to be leading this conversation in one way to make garcelle the villain and it did yeah. not happen and i appreciate that this happened with garcelle not that I want her to like have to deal with the bullshit that Erica was trying to pull on her, but like I I appreciate that it happened with her because Garcelle was able to handle herself. Whereas I think Teddy would have been like crying into her wedge salad, you know? I totally agree. And I like Sutton Sutton would have melted down. I think Sutton will melt down when it Maybe. is uh fixed on her later. Um, yep. and I also think that like, if it had happened with Crystal, people would have come down a lot harder on her too. Like both mm. in the moment, definitely the audience. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so Garcelle's like, um, I don't want to do it like that. I don't, this is not <laughs> what I'm trying to do. And so Erica then puffs out her chest a little bit more and is like, okay, well let me tell the fucking story. Like calm down, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, the look on her face too is like there's this look that's almost like it's almost like she's scared she she shared too much and she said the wrong thing and okay. at the very beginning when Garcelle brings it up kind of before her outburst starts like that is the look on her face and I actually felt a little bad for her when I saw it the second time but like you know she just like takes it in the like she goes so far off the rails that it's like okay well now i don't feel sorry for you anymore yes what i'm assuming is that she felt like lulled into what she believes is like a, some sort of false sense of security by garcelle and now garcelle's trying to out her because she fucked up and said something she shouldn't have or she feels like she shouldn't have and 
I understand where she's coming from. I don't agree with it, but I could see why she would feel that way. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I, act, I actually do agree. But like, you know, I also don't think that Garcelle did anything wrong because like Garcelle knew that they were mic'd up. Like she said it in front right. of Crystal. And also like Garcelle like wasn't there for the first couple of days of the trip. And like half the cast updated her on like what Erica said while right. she was gone like so I mean it's like she kind of says later like why would it be bad for you know me to bring this up with people that you know way better than me and Crystal like right. you know right. I, I think you know it can only be because like Erica can only be getting so upset because she didn't want to share it with the girls for a specific reason you know whether it's yeah because it's at odds with what she said before the other thing I didn't fully appreciate until, like, they showed the preview for the next week was that it seems like the first big L.A. Times article, which I remember, like, <laughs> reading whenever the day it came out, like, oh, mm -hmm. my God. Um, yep. I didn't realize that that came out while they were all at Kyle's house. Right. And, um, you know realizing that timing I actually think Erica is melting down because she knows that she article knows. is about to come out right because they would have reached out to her team for comment like thousand of course she knows and like probably even for fact-checking stuff like she knows yep. that article is coming she knows it's about to get way worse and I think that that's where maybe the meltdown is coming from mm -hmm. um which just explains yep. it a little more but like I'm not like I'm not on her side I'm not sympathetic to her for the way that she treats Garcelle I think that it was really ugly and very much in line with her character completely I completely agree with you um so then Erica is like okay well you know Tom calls me all the time I won't take his call you got it out of me once and now you want to do it again and Garcelle's like confused and is like that was not my intention at all and then Erica says well, don't fucking sugarcoat it. <laughs> so then Garcelle says, well, you shared that information when we were on a hike. But in a confessional, she's like, what the fuck? Like, I, she's just very confused. She's like, you talked about the cheating. You talked about the damage in his brain makeup. You know, why would the fact that he calls you be the thing that set you off? Well, especially if she doesn't actually, if she doesn't answer. What's the big right. deal? What is the big deal? <laughs> so then Erica says that she doesn't want to see, like, she, excuse me, Erica, Garcelle says to Erica, like, I don't want to see that look that you're making on your face as a result of anything that I did or said ever again. And Erica starts crying and she talks about how this was, she was sharing a private moment and, um, and her woe is me voice, like, I was sharing a private <laughs> moment. And and sometimes not everything is up for discussion. And just like get over yourself. Get over right. yourself. You said some you were not showing a private moment. You said something quite glibly on national television. Like <laughs> you had a mic on you, you had a camera on you, even if your back was to that camera. Like you knew you were being filmed. C completely. Somebody told me something once that really stuck with me is like, there are no private moments in public places. Like you can't put something out there and expect there not to be any response or any commentary when you're in a public space. And she was, for lack of a better terms, in a public space, like you're doing a job, 
It's funny you should say that because I have also heard that phrase and I specifically actually heard it in the context of when I started at my job at like a big law firm where they're like in the context of like literally don't talk about like confidential client information in public places. And if Mm -hmm. like, because you shouldn't say anything privately when you're in public because it's could always be made public. If you're at dinner, like the person at the table next to you could be at the like firm for opposing counsel or whatever it might be, or could be like a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. I have like, you know, a lot of my clients are big companies that they might care about somebody at the Wall Street Journal being at the next table. Like it, it is, especially when you're talking about like things that might be legal, like if you want to say that you have to be so careful about what you're saying, then be careful about what you're saying. But what, you know, if Garcelle brings up something that you actually said and there's footage of you saying, you can't make that her problem. One thousand, one thousand percent. Um, it's, it's just like, ooh, what a, what a, what a scene to watch. Um, Erica says that she's been very open and honest and she thinks what Garcelle just did was dirty. <sighs> and Garcelle's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Erica like seriously and then Erica's like you know you got it once you don't need it again and uh, like like I said Garcelle says she didn't know why this is such a big deal and she's like then Erica says there's only so much she can take right now she starts getting choked up she excuses herself to go to the bathroom Kathy you know full of tacos is like why is this such a big deal and then Crystal reveals well Erica did in fact say in the car that she did not want that repeated but Garcelle wasn't there. I know for a fact that she did not hear Erica say that. So I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> like, it- right. And then, you know, Dorit, I, who I, I also like Dorit, but the way that she like tries to kind of still spin it on Garcelle and it's like, yeah. well, something says, you know, makes it seem like it's a private moment. And Garcelle's just like, but she didn't. Right. <laughs> I didn't do this intentionally. Didn't do it. I didn't hear that. If I heard it, I never, ever would have brought that up. And then in a confessional, Sutton begins her campaign. Uh And she says, I'm just confused about what the big deal is. And people don't really react to questions like that unless something is going on behind the scenes. And then we get some sort of like shaky throwback to Real Housewives of Dallas with Leanne and Brandy moment of Erica basically hyperventilating behind a door and she is saying you know I've tried to be open and honest I'm like are you talking to somebody or is this a performance well it's it's a performance but it's also it's speaking to like this weird mantra that like has been underlying the several past seasons of Beverly Hills where like, you know, you're not being, oh, you're not being honest. Just be open and honest. Yep. Like and how they've basically like crowed that at different people throughout the last several seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it was almost beautiful in a way. And that's really why it like reminded me of the jinx that she like particularly chose that phrase to be like, you know, like, horking out while she's sobbing behind the door like yeah. <laughs> just um yeah I oh, I don't know it, it, yeah Wild. um do you have any final thoughts about this episode 
I just like I am really eager to see this like we need to be like moving to the point where like people are pressing her a little more right like we treated yeah. her with kids gloves a little bit at the beginning and then it was like starting people starting to kind of see the inconsistencies but we're now getting to the point in time if my like time mental timeline is correct where like the LA Times article is going to come out soon and I think that will produce a lot of like you know good reactions from people and I think that um Erica will have to like kind of be pressed a little more on a lot of the allegations in there but then we're also getting to the point in time where like the whole like Justice Trisha Bigelow thing came out and like Erica posted on her Instagram like all the screenshots of the like you know old phone um Mm. and I just really I'm excited to see how these play out, but I'm also not going to hold my breath or get too excited because I think it's pretty clear where most of the housewives stand in terms of like supporting Erica and being on her side. And so I, I I don't really hold out too much hope that she is going to be kind of pressed to the degree that I think a lot of the audience wants to see. I agree. I, I fully agree with you because we're seeing like the continued support in real time. And it's like, well, (laughs) Yeah, this this might be a little bit of a whimper. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Um, do you have any feelings about Roni, this week's Roni? <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Um, what a Sonia episode. Um, right. Yeah. I just I like, have complicated feelings towards Sonia. Do we want to unpack that a little bit? Do you have feelings I about would Sonia? love to unpack these complicated feelings. I, I want to hear what you think. Like, I want to kind of, I mean, I, I say this as, your friend and a regular podcast listener. So I do have a pretty good idea, but I'm, I'm curious about how you, how you're feeling about, about Sonia overall right now. I I mean, yeah, like you said, this was a Sonia heavy episode in which like her two main um, storylines were the situation with her books, her bookkeeping, her company, and the possible mismanagement of funds. And also this, uh scandalous did she or did she not but she probably didn't sleep with this model dylan from her birthday party she and ramona's birthday party um i think sonia is a good woman overall i think she is inherently like a good person and i feel a little bit um 
you know, defend or protective of her. I'm also like, you know, I've been rewatching Roni and now I'm in season seven. I just started season mm. seven. And this is where like Bethany is coming back and really hammering it to Sonia, like Schmokey, I updo Stad, like you can't keep yes. telling me stories about your like life that doesn't exist yep. anymore. And um so I'm also like working through that in my mind currently. Listen. Sonia is not without flaw. She definitely had her time where she was delusional and she still does. <laughs> but inherently I like I think she's a good person and I just don't like Luann and Ramona's friendship and I don't like that they treat Sonia like she's this like nerd or whatever like they're so mean to her and it's just so yeah. like I don't like it I don't like yep. it at all um and I don't think it's necessary and they took so much pleasure in the fact that Sonia probably yeah. lied about hooking up with this guy it just like took the fun out of it for me like it could have been fun but they were just so eager to like they were make so her- mean about it no yeah. i i totally agree. it actually reminded me a little bit of um uh well like i think i all i too as you know have been doing a roni rewatch um i kind of paused recently um in the bethany and versus carol season because i'm finding it very stressful um <laughs> but i it the like Luann and Ramona team up this year is reminding me a little bit of how Luann was with Jill in season three. And I found a lot of the way that they acted towards like Bethany and actually Ramona and also Alex definitely was mean. Like it was just mean. And um, I agree with literally everything that you have said. I love Sonia. Um, You know, she... I think has come a long way even from like where she was in like season seven, eight, when she was like fully a little bit <laughs> off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Ramona and Luann are not showing the same kind of growth. Like I find Luann very difficult to watch. I know why people like her. I'm not saying I want her off the show, but like she is like her, I have a really hard time with kind of both sides of her personality. Um, And particularly when she's, you know, like really showing us her ass as she has a lot of times this season in particular, but even before that. And Ramona, it goes without saying, is an awful person, like just an awful person. And I have to say, like, I don't think it would be such a bad thing for maybe both of them to go down to friend of status for a year or two. To just, I, like, make checks amigo, get some other people in to rebalance some of the chemistry. Because right now, the chemistry on the cast feels super off. Like, it's not yeah. just the fact, I think, that it's so few of them. But just, like, the fact that it's these three particular housewives who have been on for so long versus, like, Leah and Ebony. Um, and Leah's very annoying. But, like, I don't think that I'm as annoyed by her as a lot of other people are, I have to admit. Yeah. Um, with Sonia, though, like, with, I mean, I, I just, like, I feel, I love her. She is one of my favorite housewives. I feel very protective of her as well. But, like, 
you know, there's just these moments that are so hard to watch. I thought she was, I personally thought that she was being a little over the top and like a little, like pretty out of line with a lot of stuff that she was doing with Prashan a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. And then here in like the, like, it seems probably clear that she lied about the hookup. And like, yeah, it's kind of like funny to expose that, but like it got really sad by the end. And the yeah. stuff with, like, her business partners, like, I know a lot of people, like, kind of see her business people as being very shady, but what I keep thinking of is, like, can you imagine how hard it must be to be, like, in business with Sonia Morgan? Like, <laughs> I just feel yeah. like there's no evidence that these people are being shady. Like, I feel like they're actually, like, trying to answer her and Ramona's questions but like she has uncashed checks she also doesn't understand the structure of the businesses like you know I, I just feel like you know they're probably also defensive particularly Garov like he's probably defensive over the fact that he knows that Sonia is like trying to make a storyline out of him being like a con man I would also not be happy about this um if yeah. I were on with her <laughs> uh, yeah I agree like it the only times that we've seen him on TV are when he looks like a slippery, slimy, shady business dealer. Like, he can't answer the questions. Like, I just watched the episode where Bethany went to Sonia's office and they're like, oh, we're going to have this line out in spring of 2020. And they didn't want to answer questions about who, which companies or which stores they had deals with and blah, blah, blah. And they really tried to make it seem like all of this was very, like, shady and underhanded. and it's now happening again. I can understand why it seemed like she was pretty obvious about it. I thought where she was like, yeah, I'm going to bring in Ramona. I'm not going to tell them I'm going to ambush them and I'm going to figure out what I need. But it's like, yep. you should be able to tell your team that you want to see the books. Your name is on this. So yeah. it really shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> um, no, I, I do agree. And if that's the case, then, and, and they're not being, forthcoming about that then like that is weird but also he's saying that you have checks on checks on checks that you're not cashing so what is the truth here <laughs> right and it's like you know she's also like making it seem like oh they never tell me anything I don't understand any of what's going on but the thing is like we know Sonia enough so that when I hear her say that what I actually also hear is like okay but like have they told you and have you just not listened or understood like right and and I guess it's also like, you know, she had that big like movie deal that like resulted in that big judgment against her, right? Like that mm -hmm. whole like bankruptcy or you know, payment that she like seven million dollars that she had to pay or whatever it was. If that didn't teach her that she should have a good lawyer who she trusts, who can work with her and like make sure that she understands exactly what's going on with her business, if that didn't make her understand that then she can't be helped. Like, and <laughs> if she does have a good lawyer who is advising her and who she trusts and who understands all of this, like, you know, then either she's agreed to some very bad business deals or she's agreed to perfectly fine business deals and is just trying to make it look shifty on camera because it's kind of a convenient storyline. I feel like those are the three different options and in all of them, like it comes down to Sonia, like she has to take a little bit more ownership than I think she is 
for like understanding what's going on with the brand. I, I just don't know that she yeah. has really made an attempt to do that. And then she gets to play this role of like, well, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. She needs to, it, yeah, I, I would be very um, interested in finding out how invested she is on the financial level with that. Well, right, too, right? I mean, if she doesn't actually, like, you know, kind of have that much of a stake in the company, then perhaps it's not that much of a surprise that she gets pretty low distributions. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, she can't be surprised that you're losing money. Like, you know you that Century 21 deal went under. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you go. like, months after she got the deal. Like, there wasn't that much time to make a lot of money from it. She probably lost a lot of money in terms yeah. of, like, creating stock or whatever else the deal when they ultimately went bankrupt like i don't know yeah i don't know either um so the other big storyline was ebony finding out that her sister is not in fact her biological sister um which was sort of a bittersweet moment for them and pretty poignant i I, you know i felt for that um was her name ashley that she was like dang i kind of had like my emotions wrapped up to end this and like now i gotta start all over and um, but also er, uh, Ebony realizing like, hey, I might actually have a dad out there who's alive because she thought yeah. this whole time that this man had been dead for the past three years. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, the other thing, okay, I, I'm going to say something controversial yet brave, you guys. We saw that <laughs> scene. People have been talking. There have been rumblings in the Bravo sphere about. I know, I know where this is going. I already know this. <laughs> about leah having a hot brother and then we saw this man and i just was there a different brother because like no shade like he just wasn't doing anything for me and like i i just okay (laughs) okay i thought he was i thought he was cute i did not really like understand that there was such an outpouring of like oh my god this is the hottest guy i've ever seen as I, it sounds like perhaps there might've been a little bit of that on Twitter. I, I look, I mean, like, I, I actually don't know that I'd look at him twice on the streets of New York city. I have to say that. Not, it, thank you. Not for one second. He looks like any dude that you would see in Greenpoint. Yeah. <laughs> any dude, any dude at all. Um, didn't do anything for me, but like, if you guys are horny for him, I'm, you know, I'm not going to stop your bag. I don't kink shame, you know? I mean, they're like a they're a good looking family right like and you know but like that's that's it right like it's not I didn't think it was like he should not be topping any like bravo liberty hot lists I will say that no no but I'm gonna let y'all have that I just had questions um (laughs) the video shoot was just oh wild (laughs) was it it wasn't (laughs) everybody was in Giovanni dresses um I you know Viva La Diva was out and she was like you guys don't understand what it's like to be a professional cabaret star and uh, okay okay great (laughs) I mean Angel probably didn't need to be on set just running amok wherever she pleased that's fair but you know this isn't like a high But honestly, book. like, it was already chaotic even without the dog. So I don't know that the, the dog even added, like, a discernible amount of chaos. Uh, agreed. <laughs> um, was there anything else? Um, 
Oh God, I hope I'm not forgetting any any major points. I know that Ramona had a pork chop that Lu- Luann was very jealous of. Um, <laughs> no, I but I feel like that really like I mean just you know the the Sonia hookup aspect was you know I think I think that's we're gonna see that rearing its head over the next few episodes. Um, it was very nasty. Like it, it was, it was funny at first and I appreciated that they knew that she lied and they were sort of needling her about it at the beginning, but it just, it, it went on a bit, a bit much for me. Yeah. We could have stopped at like her blatantly lying about that woman. And she's like, no, there wasn't a girl there. And they're like, no, we saw it on video. Like <laughs> we got mm-hmm. you. Girl. <laughs> we, we there was one other thing that happened that was pretty small, but it like stuck with me which was well apparently by the way like ebony has been dating somebody and then they broke up i will say like why didn't we hear a little bit more about this while we were filming right like um you know but but fine like ebony is in her first season she also gets to decide what she does and doesn't want to share to some degree so fine new relationship fine um but then you know go ahead Oh, I like that the women were rightfully mad for her and were like, yes. why did he get into this relationship with you if he knew that he wanted to be with a Jewish woman, like a like a born into Judaism woman, not a con- convert? Like, why would he have even entered in this relationship? Like, I'm mad for you. Like, I like yep. that. And I loved that, like, Sonia brought it up on camera, but then, like, immediately felt really bad for it and basically right. called her and was like, And she was like, look, I just told them. And she was saying it as like, you know, like, I just told the girls, like, I want you to know. And like, which is code for, I just said it on camera, girl, I'm sorry. Yeah. She was visibly, like, actually apologetic for this. And Ebony was totally cool about it. But it's funny to juxtapose that with, like, the Erica and Garcelle moment. (laughs) Where, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if Garcelle had actually been repeating something that Erica had said to her, really off camera like maybe that would have been one thing and here you see that actually happen and it's handled with so much grace and not a big deal at all (laughs) completely Mm, I love that um okay well thank you so much for doing this with me especially last minute y'all this was uh uh you know I gave her like a couple hours to do this so (laughs) I'm very grateful thank you for speaking um it was (laughs) always always a joy as you know um, um yeah do you want people to find you or are we, are we having them go on a goose chase for you should they you know, they'll find me if they find me i'll okay. i'll be there um you know i'm i'm around if you yeah. if you see me <laughs> <laughs> she's out here find her all right well thank you you have a great day you too bye girl bye